Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Coming down the home stretch on Candy and Carlin, we're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. No Chris Carlin, he decided to duck out early, but you know who we do have? ESPN sports betting analyst Doug Kazarian, who joins the show. We got to get you set for the weekend of sports ahead. And, and Doug, I'm just going to get straight to it because I'm a former Cowboy. I root for the Cowboys. I was underwhelmed with their performance last week in Lambeau. But they're going into Minnesota as the favorites on the road. Seems like a little bit of a head-scratcher when you consider the Vikings winning seven straight games. Can you explain why the line is is favoring the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, no, good to be with you. It's pretty crazy, right? Uh, Vikings 8-1 and one home underdog. In fact, they're just the second team since the merger that is 8-1 and one and a home underdog. Uh, that's playing with its regular quarterback. So there have been a couple other instances that were our backup, and obviously that changes the point spread. But it is pretty interesting in that regard. But it, all it comes down to is power rating, you know, what these teams are on a neutral field. And there's three AFC and three NFC teams that are fa- uh, would be favored over the Vikings on a neutral field. And this is obviously not a neutral field. It's in Minneapolis. But uh, the, the Dallas is a small favorite here. And I, it's all about the situation, too. And you know this. The, you have one team coming off a big win and one team kind of smarting and, and just can't wait to get back out there off a, off a loss that stings. And we saw what the Packers looked like last night, pretty flat off a big win. Are the Vikings going to have a similar performance? Maybe, but the right side does indicate Dallas here. But I think it's a little unfair to the Vikings. You can't have it both ways. You can't have a league of parity and then also criticize a team that's making the extra plays in, in, in one-score games or 7-0. and Well, Doug, one game or one line that's not unfair is the New York Jets as they head to Foxborough at three-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think they've lost 13 in a row to the New England Patriots. How do you see this matchup playing out, and where's the value in this game? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because Bill Belichick has been a thorn in the side of a lot of betters over the years. He's just so dominant, and it's because it's really hard to project or model what they do because he it's almost like his past stats from this regular season don't matter because he's all about making the other team play left-handed. So they may throw 50 times one week and the next week throw three times. And that's just how it goes with Belichick. So it's really hard to kind of project uh, what to do with a Belichick coach team. For me, it's Patriots are past. Jets have done some really nice things this year. Obviously the rivalry has, they've narrowed the gap, so to speak, but I, I don't bet against Belichick, and if I do, it's very rare. So I'm going to lay it with the Patriots here. But I can't, I can't blame anyone for, for wanting the Jets because the number is above three. So three and a half, three is the most common margin of victory in NFL. Doug, I feel like this is one of those games, no matter which side you're on, if you're going to bet the over-under, take the under with both defenses in this matchup. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's a, uh, it's a low total, right? It's the lowest one on the board for the weekend at 38. But to your point, obviously, Wilson was asked questions about the interceptions in the last game and things like that. I think he's going to be a little hesitant, a little conservative with some of the throws downfield. I could see this certainly being under. There's a reason it's the lowest under on the board. Talking with ESPN betting insider Doug Kazarian on Canty and Carlin. And Doug, with everything going on with the Bills-Browns game, the snow and how the travel for the Bills could potentially be affected, the venue being changed, What's your read on the Bills being favored by eight points? 
you know, it is pretty interesting. So what happened is the over-under went up and the line kind of stayed the same because they're expecting more points because of the perfect conditions in a dome that's in Detroit. And there, you know, there's kind of like a dead zone between seven and a half and nine and a half in the point spread world because uh, there's not really many outcomes. It's above seven is really interesting and then below 10. So it's, it's in that dead zone. But I kind of like the Bills here. I, I think it's a fascinating situation because they're in Detroit next week on the short week for Thanksgiving. So they're just going to stay there. But I, uh, I would lay it with the Bills. I, I think Cleveland's going to run all over them. And, and they're going to have their way. But I, this kind of feels like the Miami game last week with the Browns where they hung around for a little bit. But over the course of four quarters, you get the feeling that the Bills just too much have too much firepower. And I bet they're eager to get back on the field after losing to Minnesota. Doug, you're the best in the business because you actually led me to the next thought I had when it came to the adjustment that the Bills have had to make on the fly this weekend. They are in Detroit for the Thanksgiving Day game. I know sometimes the best lines you can get on games are the look-aheads the week before. So how would the the travel schedule affect the look-ahead for the Thursday Thanksgiving Day game for the Buffalo Bills against the Lions? Well, as you know, so much of sort of the, the, I don't know, the, 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 the home field advantage is built into just travel and nuisance of not being in your home surrounding. So it's not necessarily the crowd noise or anything like that. It's just people not, you know, in their home environment having to deal with stuff. So maybe like being away sort of hurts a team. I mean, I know the Raiders this year stayed on the East Coast, went to Florida after losing it to the Saints and then led by 17 in Jacksonville before blowing that lead. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of different schools of thought. So, yes, it's going to be conducive like not having to travel, but they're not like you and I at the airport, so they have private planes. So traveling Thanksgiving weekend is not a big deal for them in terms of a headache. It's just being away from home and out of your surroundings. But they're 10-point favorites right now in Detroit. I think that game could get ugly, too. I I don't think much of this Lions team at all. Uh, I I really don't. Um, Last year, they were sort of point-spread darlings and covering a bunch, but that hasn't really been the case this year. Doug Kazarian, ESPN betting insider, letting us know how he feels about the Detroit Lions and all things sports-related when it comes to getting that coin. And, Doug, moving on to my New York Giants, they're only three-point favorites against that team that you don't really have a lot of respect for in the Detroit Lions at home. What did you make of this line when you first saw it, and what direction are you – well, you kind of told me what direction are you leaning, but how do you feel about laying that three points on the Giants in this weekend's matchup? I'm okay with it. We talked about it earlier this week on our show, Daily Wager, and we said, who has more disrespect against them, the Giants or the Vikings this week? And I made the case <laughs> for the Giants. Last week, Dan Campbell picked up his first road win. They're not a good football team, let alone on the road. And I think yep. this Giants team, there's been money that's come in. And um, like last week, there was a flood of money on the Texans plus seven, plus six and a half. When I say flood of money, it respected money, professional money. And it moved the market all the way down. The Giants covered. I I think the Giants are better than people realize. And this sort of goes back to what I was saying about the Vikings. You can't have it both ways. You can't say it's a league of parity and then also say, ah, they just win every game close. Well, they're winning games. And especially when the line is relatively short at three, I just think this Detroit team got lucky with the Bears defense and the pick six by Fields. And I don't know. I don't know if they're mature enough and strong enough in a locker room to sort of sustain, like, excellence over back-to-back road games you know it, what it takes you know what it takes to kind of yep. go on the road get a win and then keep the gas tank full and go on the road again and win and we saw the Packers like I said come flat after a big win I just don't know if the Lions have that maturity we see it in college football a lot but these guys are still young men I just don't know if they're there yet 
Yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent. And it's saying something that that was Dan Campbell's first road win since he became head coach of the Lions. It's hard to imagine that he's going to follow it up with another road win in as many weeks. Talking to ESPN betting insider Doug Kazarian on Kenny and Carlin. And Doug, we're pivoting to college football. We got a couple of big matchups in the Pac-12. Battle of L.A. with USC. They're favored two and a half points over UCLA. And then we've got Utah favored by two points on the road against Oregon. What do you like in these two matchups? What are the, 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 game, the game plays that you're looking for in these two games? Yeah, let's start with the victory bell game. I, uh, USC is a short road favorite. It's, at the, it's in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. A lot of people I really respect are on UCLA here just to run all over the Trojans. Last week loss, we talked about maturity. It was kind of an immature loss by the Bruins looking ahead to the rivalry game and losing outright as a 20-point favorite. I think the Trojans might eke out a win. I don't want to get involved. Travis Dye, the stud running back transfer, he's out for the season. I like the over 66. Let's not overthink it. Last year's game mm. featured 95 points. Both defenses ranked around 70 in t- 70th in terms of defensive efficiency. And I think both offenses, when looking to click and really put up some points, Caleb Williams might be the most valuable player to a team this week. Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve discussed that this week on their show. I, I just think he, he's everything for this, for this team and this offense. Uh, neither defense is impressive. I think 66 feels low. I'm on the over in that game, but I will say I respect the people that are on the Bruins. Although it's kind of unanimous almost. And the Utah-Oregon line is fascinating. So this went from Oregon being favored at home to Utah being favored on the road about two and a half. And this was all about a wide receiver for the Ducks taking sort of that, that scrum interview midweek after practice. And he just casually let it slip that he's said, well, you know, obviously Bo is out, so it's next man up. And he let it slip. And usually these coaches keep things tight-lipped, and it looks like Bo Nix is out. And so that comment, a casual comment in the middle of a media scrum, Shifted the shifted the point spread to Utah being a road favorite and odds makers I've spoken to say you know Nix is out I don't care what Dan Lanning is saying because the head coach is saying oh we're preparing Nix to start it doesn't look like it so I would avoid the game I would go under if anything mm-hmm. but it's a fascinating sort of betting sequence of events that got us there yeah I hear you on that if the starting quarterback's out you probably want to look to fade that team I'm with you on that a thousand percent Doug I appreciate your time thanks for jumping on with us and uh we'll talk to you again soon my friend my pleasure enjoy your football weekend all right that's ESPN betting insider Doug Kazarian joining Canty and Carlin of course there's no Carlin he decided to dip out early but we ain't gonna hold that against him but we are going to continue to get your pockets right this weekend and look at some of the underdogs who will win this weekend. Hmm. We'll do that after I tell you about Vivid Seats. Football season is heating up and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. So download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, yeah. Let's get it going with the NFL music going into week 11. Week 11. I can't believe we're in week 11 in the NFL season, but we're here. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And when we start talking about the week 11 slate, we got to talk about the dogs in the fight. And so this weekend preview is brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways you could save. So Devin Kane, our producer, is going to help me run through some of the underdogs that we think could have a chance at making things a little bit interesting this weekend. Dev, let's go. Let's get it. All right, let's get it. First game up, Chicago Bears plus three visiting Atlanta. What do you think on this one? Man, have you seen what Justin Fields has been doing the last month in the National Football League? Over the last four games, Justin Fields is third in QBR behind Tua and Pat Mahomes. The guy has accounted for 13, count them, 13 touchdowns to only three interceptions. This dude is flat-out balling, and against the Atlanta Falcons, this is a team that has shown itself to struggle against mobile quarterbacks on the defensive side of the ball. This is a spot where I like the Chicago Bears because they got a quarterback that's playing with a lot more confidence. Luke Getze is doing a good job of those quarterback design runs, and then Justin Fields with the second reaction plays, buying time for big plays, not only in the passing game, but with his legs. Last week, a 67-yard touchdown run after he threw a pick six the kid has always shown some poise but now we're starting to see the productivity step up so i actually like the chicago bears getting the three points in this matchup i would lay i would i would take the bears and the points all right so we talked about this game a bunch with the with the snow impacting this game the buffalo browns game is moving to detroit the browns plus eight Against the Buffalo Bills in a neutral field in Detroit? What do you think on this one? Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. And I heard what Doug Kazarian from uh, our Daily Wager crew had to say about the Buffalo Bills and how he doesn't necessarily think that the flux with the week schedule and the travel arrangements is going to affect the Bills. I've been a player in that situation. It absolutely affects you because players are creatures of habit. The Cleveland Browns went from having to get on a plane and play in blizzard conditions to getting on a bus and traveling two hours to play indoors in Detroit. We also got to keep in mind, Cleveland got embarrassed last week by the Miami Dolphins, and this is a team 
that if they can't dictate the complexion of the game by leaning on Nick Chubb and running the football and playing keep away, they are going to struggle. I think Cleveland gets back to basics, and I think this ends up being a rough day for the Buffalo Bills. We're talking about this team potentially losing outright, so I love the Cleveland Browns getting the eight points. All right, we got the fight in Jeff Saturdays, plus seven versus the Eagles. What do you think on this one, Kate? Yeah, Dev, let me tell you what's not going to happen. The Indianapolis Colts being able to <laughs> cover the plus seven. I-, I don't see them being able to keep it close because the Eagles got embarrassed for the whole country to see on Monday Night Football against the Commanders. I think they take that out on the Colts coming into their building. They're not going to get pushed around the same way they got pushed around. You saw the response from the organization and going out and signing two defensive tackles in Linville Joseph and Indomitian Sue because they let Washington run the ball 50 times, they are going to have their way with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm looking for a big day from Jalen Hurts. And so I wouldn't touch this dog. I, I think you might as well let this one lay down because the Philadelphia Eagles are going to take care of their business. All right, we got an interesting AFC East matchup. The Jets plus three and a half visiting the New England Patriots. What do you think? Yeah, it's been 13 straight with the Patriots beating the Jets. I I think they're going to extend that streak. I I just – there's something about Zach Wilson that I just don't trust. And although I love the Jets' defense, I love Sauce Gardner and Quentin Williams, who's playing at an all-pro level, they're winning in spite of their quarterback, not because of him. And we know Bill Belichick always has a great game plan when he's facing young quarterbacks. Another corner in this game that not a lot of people are talking about is Jack Jones who has the highest coverage grade of any NFL cornerback so far this season. So I look for Jack Jones and that Patriots secondary to generate a few more takeaways, better field position, extra possessions for that Patriots offense, and Mac Jones in the running game do just enough for the Patriots to eke out one at home against the Jets. I I see the hook, the three and a half, but I still wouldn't touch it. I would go with the New England Patriots. All right, another interesting game we've talked about. Minnesota visiting Dallas, or excuse me, Minnesota's home against Dallas, and they are getting one and a half points. What do you think? Yeah, man, everything in me says that Vegas is begging you to take Minnesota as a home dog, especially coming off of that win up in Buffalo. I ain't going to do it. I'm rolling with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good football team, uh, and I'm not saying I want to disrespect the Minnesota Vikings, but I feel like there's a little bit of, turnover luck in there. In hockey, they call it puck luck. In the NFL, we call it turnover luck. But things bounced their way with the Buffalo Bills turning it over four times that we just glossed over the fact that Kirk Cousins threw two interceptions in that game. I don't think Dak Prescott is going to return the turnovers in kind to the Minnesota Vikings offense, which is why I love the Dallas Cowboys in this spot. So no dog in the fight on this one. I'm rolling with the Dallas Cowboys, and I would lay the point and a half. All right, let's do uh, another game that we talked about a little bit earlier. The All Va- right, we got time for one more. Yeah, let's go. The Vegas Raiders, plus two and a half at Denver. Oh. It prompted Nathaniel Hackett to say this in his presser. Somebody's got to win this game. Yeah, not exactly what you want to hear from your head coach, right? If you're a player in that Broncos locker room, your head coach is saying somebody has to win this game. How about saying we're going to win this damn game against a team that can't get out of their own way in the Vegas Raiders, a team where the owner had to come out and give the head coach a vote of confidence. If you can't beat those people, then your problems are bigger than what we thought. So, yeah, I I mean, here's the thing. I I think this is a situation where I would – 
I would almost roll with the Las Vegas Raiders in this one just because the Denver Broncos have been so bad. And I, I just I, I don't necessarily know that I have a lot of confidence in either team. But I think if you're starting to ask me the question of which quarterback do I feel most confident in that can make plays, I would go with Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. That's just where I'm at with it. So I'll take the dog in the fight in this one with the Raiders visiting the Broncos, but I ain't saying it with my chest. We've got a packed slate of NBA action tonight, and we'll get you all set for that when Big Perk joins the show. That's right, Kendrick Perkins. You're listening to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Now, no Chris Carlin. He's out gallivanting in New York City somewhere. But we do have ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins joining the show. And Big Perk, what up? It's been a minute. How you feeling, big fella? Big Perk, you got us? Big Perk. Okay, I guess we're having some technical difficulties. But I did want to get into what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. They had a huge win last night. In Portland, buzzer beater, a tap-in after KD missed what he thought was going to be the game winner. But performances by Royce O'Neal with the triple-double, and then we saw Ben Simmons off the bench being able to give you 15 points and 13 boards. Uh, But the biggest headline for the Brooklyn Nets is Kyrie Irving potentially being back in the fold this weekend. Sources said that they're expecting Kyrie Irving to play Sunday for the Nets at Barclays they're matched up against the Memphis Grizzlies. So it would be interesting to see the reception that Kyrie Irving is going to get from the Nets fans and from the NBA fans. So right now, we're going to be, jo- we're going to be joined by ESPN analyst Danny Green. And Danny, it's great to have you on the show. And what did you make of the news about Kyrie Irving being set to rejoin the Brooklyn Nets this Sunday? Oh, it's great to be on, man. Appreciate you having me. Um, I think it's great news. Um, you know, the game has been missing him. A lot of fans, a lot of the league. Um, he's a big part of what we do in the NBA. And, you know, it's going to be exciting to have him back. I know Brooklyn's going to be excited. Obviously, I would like him not to play against my team. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be good to have him back. It's going to be good to have him uh, for the league. 
And, and Danny, I wanted to ask you because we saw the Brooklyn Nets get, which we have to call an impressive win last night on the road in Portland. They do have the best record in the Western Conference. They got that win last night. So with what you saw from Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant adding Kyrie, just exactly what is the ceiling for this Brooklyn Nets team this year? I said this uh, the other night. I think they can be a contender. They can really turn around. Uh, once Ben starts getting his rhythm back and, and mental and feeling re- good, also you forget you know, Seth Curry and Joe Harris. Those guys are coming off injuries, and once they're feeling back to the normal selves, they can be really good. They just have to buy in you know, to Jack Vaughn's principles and, and theories. I think he's got a good you know, system there. And once you get Kyrie back, you know, that, that's one of the best teams in the East when you look at it. Danny, I mean, you've been in the league a really long time, and I got to ask you this question because I've seen nothing like it. The reigning defending champs, the Golden State Warriors, can't seem to find a way to win on the road. I mean, the last time we saw a defending champ struggle this bad on the road, you got to go back to the 1998-99 Bulls, and there's a reason for that. They lost Michael Jordan. How do you explain the struggles for the Golden State Warriors to start the season, especially on the road? I mean, they're just cruising right now. Uh, it was a short summer. You know, Clay is still getting back to his full self. And, and to have that quick turnaround uh, for him, you know, battling the injuries that he had the last two years is tough. Um, they also have some chemistry issues that they had earlier on. But I, honestly, it's so, it's so early in the season, it's hard to say or to be concerned or worried. To, uh, at this point in the season, it's too early to be concerned or worried. But I, I think they'll pull together. They are champions. They have that DNA. They know how to win. And they will come together, and I'm sure they'll be playing their type of brand of basketball you know, within the next month or so. Talking with ESPN NBA analyst and current NBA player for the Memphis Grizzlies, Danny Green on Canty and Carlin. And Danny, Luka Doncic is currently the betting favorite to win the MVP. When you watch him play this year, what makes him so effective? And what are you seeing in terms of the growth of the individual player? His IQ is uh, is outrageous, um, but he's just crafty, getting better, shooting the ball better, more efficiently, obviously making free throws. But he has an a, a amazing touch around the rim, and he knows how to draw fouls. So he's, uh, he's going to have also better teammates around him. Uh, but he's, he's figuring it out. And, you know, teams uh, are having troubles with him, and each year he's going to get better and better. And he's going to have to set the teammates. I think the people around him have helped him and made it easier for him um, to be able to be effective and more efficient. Well, Danny, one of the players that a lot of teams around the NBA have trouble with is your teammate, Ja Morant. And what has it been like to be able to watch him up close and personal and see the things that he's capable of accomplishing? Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it, you never get used to his athleticism explosiveness. Um, you know, it's, it's out of this world. But he's also becoming a better, smarter, high IQ player and, and understanding the game. And, you know, the guys around him, the system, the teammates, they all support him. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a special group, um, not just with him, but, you know, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson. We have a lot of good pieces that, that make up the, the Memphis Grizzlies. And, of, of course, watching him is a highlight reel. So it's a lot of fun. But it's a, people underrate his, his IQ, and he's a, an elite uh, athlete, not just that, but he can play the game very well and understand to pick and choose his, his, his places and spots that were on the floor where he wants to score. Talking with Memphis Grizzlies player Danny Green on Canty and Carlin. And, and- – Danny, I've asked you all of these soft toffs questions, but I got to ask you a hard hitting one. I'm a diehard Lakers fan, and right now it feels like a little bit of me is dying every day when I got to watch this team play. And so I got I got to hear it from you. What needs to happen in order for this team to get things turned around, or can they get things turned around where they can compete at a championship level and take advantage of LeBron James at this stage in his career? I mean, it's so early in the season, it's always time to turn around. They have to get healthy first. But I think there's probably some moves that might need to happen or need to be made. But 
if they get healthy first, I think they'll be a lot better team. But, you know, they need some pieces that, I guess, gel together or fit a little bit better. But there's always time. It's so early in the season, there's a lot of time. All right, Danny, last one for me before I let you go. What team has you surprised the most in the early goings of this NBA season? There's more than one team. I think everybody could say Portland, Utah, San Antonio. Those guys are balling, and they're playing very well. So to see those teams that they people thought were going to be tanking at the top of the West, um, you know, is just very impressive and, and I think took us a lot of us by, you know, by surprise. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Dan. Oh, real quick. How's appreciate your rehab you, going? How's your rehab it's going, going Danny? It's going great. It's going really good, man. I can't I, – I, I'm getting better each day. All I need is 1% a day, and I'll be, I'll be good soon. But I don't want to jinx it, but we have a really good target date, and I, I should be on the floor um, hopefully in the new year. That's what's up, man. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you back on the NBA courts really, really soon. Appreciate you joining same, the same. show, my man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. That's NBA analyst and current Memphis Grizzlies player Danny Green joining Canty and Carlin. Coming up next, we'll get you set for the weekend with our play of the night and three and out. That's on deck. You're listening to Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Winding down on a football Friday on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in for college football action tomorrow night as Oregon hosts Utah. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, you guys know before we get out on every show, we got to get you with the play of the night. Carlin's not here, but I am going to still kick off these festivities to try to get your coins up. Devin, if you would. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Oh, yeah. We got a tasty little three-leg parlay tonight in the world of NBA. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like to watch my money work. And so for tonight's parlay, you can actually tune in on ESPN and watch these two games. Now, we're going to dive into Buck Sixers and Knicks Warriors right after that. So here is the parlay. First leg, Giannis Antetokounmpo over 11.5 boards. Now, Dev, you had a nice tasty little nugget about why Giannis is going to go over 11.5 boards. What I, is it? I sure do. As, as someone, So these two teams met in October, and as someone who bet the over-under on Giannis rebounds the last time around and, and over-hit, I'm, I was very happy. So the over-under for Giannis, obviously, we just mentioned is 11.5. In that game in October, he pulled down 13 rebounds. If my memory serves correct, he had like eight in at halftime, right? So mm-hmm. he was way above average. He slowed down a little bit. But Giannis is going to grab those boards. He's averaging 11.8 rebounds on the season. He's mm. pulled at least 12 rebounds down in the eight of his last 11 games of the season. So 
I think it's trend. All the numbers are trending towards that way. He's going to be matched up against you know Joel Embiid. He's going to bring his A game oh, so tonight. He's going to show out. You know what that is. He's going to show out. Joel Embiid is going to bring out the best in Giannis and Tenacupo. So first leg of our little three leg NBA parlay: Giannis over eleven and a half boards. The second leg: Warriors laying the seven and a half points against the New York Knicks. Now the Knicks are on a West Coast trip. They've won back-to-back games, but we are talking about the Knicks, so it is only a matter of time before they stub their toe. And the Golden State Warriors are at home. They're a different team at home versus on the road in the early goings this season. The Dubs have been embarrassed about their road performances. This is a little bit of a get-right spot for the Golden State Warriors, so I like them laying the 7.5 points. And speaking of the Warriors, one Steph Curry has been going berserk all season long, even though his teammates haven't been backing him up. He's going up against a Knicks defense that is 29th and three-point makes allowed to opposing offenses. So Steph Curry, over four-and-a-half three-point makes tonight. So that is the three-leg parlay. Giannis over 11-and-a-half boards, the Warriors laying seven-and-a-half against the Knicks, and Steph Curry over four-and-a-half Three point makes. Get in with your fit in. Get in where you fit in and get your dollars up. Now it's time for three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. All right, three and out. We got to kick things off with the World Cup. Now, everybody remembers once upon a time when FIFA announced that they were going to have the World Cup in Qatar, that Qatar was considering relaxing their no-alcohol policy countrywide as a part of the terms and being able to host a World Cup because we know a few people like to have an adult beverage when they're watching their favorite football teams get down. And it's no different when you take things across the waters and football becomes kicking the ball in the soccer stadiums. So anyway, Qatar announces today, or World Cup organizers announced today, that they have banned the sale of alcohol around stadiums in Qatar after the last-minute showdown talks. And this was announced by FIFA today. Now, here's the complication with all of this. FIFA, one of their biggest sponsors, is Budweiser. So good luck making that work with one of your biggest sponsors when you can't sell their feature product in the stadiums while the World Cup is going on. But that's not it. We also have the concern by people that are planning to attend World Cup events that there is a potential issue for this to be a slippery slope because Qatar is backpedaling on the alcohol sales Could they be backpedaling on some of the other tolerance issues that we've known the country to have? So that is one of the concerns that they've said. Following discussions between host countries and authorities and FIFA, a decision was made to focus on the sale of alcohol beverages on the FIFA Fan Festival, other fan destinations and licensed venues, removing the sales points of beer from Qatar's FIFA World Cup 2022 stadium perimeters. So that's what's going on in Qatar It'd be interesting to watch, probably not as entertaining because they're not going to be juiced up. Keeping it pushing in three and out. The Jets and the Giants, MetLife Stadium, will replace 
its current turf with artificial grass in 2023. This per Jordan Renan, who, of course, covers the New York Giants for ESPN. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. responded with four heart eyes emojis. Is this something or nothing, Devin Kane? Listen, as a Giants fan, I want it to be something. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we need we need all the help we can get, wide receiver, can't he? What I mean, do you think the Giants are the most likely or let me the best it's it's probably I don't know if it's the best landing spot, but is it the most likely landing spot? I will say this. I think it is a potential destination, which is saying a lot. Now Odell said he'd like to have things wrapped up by the end of the month and know where he's gonna go play. But on the short list of teams that his camp released earlier this week, the Dallas Cowboys the New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers seem like the most likely of the five or so that they released because Odell said that the next place he wants to play, he wants to set down roots. And let's be honest, we can't see Odell settling in Buffalo or seeing Odell settling in Green Bay. I don't even know why he want to go to Green Bay. It feels like Aaron Rodgers doesn't even want to be there, but that's neither here nor there. But our fingers crossed, Dev, that Odell does have a reunion with Big Blue because who doesn't like a good reunion? Finally, to round out three and out, for the first time in 12 years, USA Basketball is not atop the world's men's rankings. FIBA, the sports governing body, updated its rankings Friday, and Spain moved in front of the top spot, silver ahead of the U.S. For four-time defending Olympic champion, Americans moved into the top spot after winning the FIBA World Championship in 2010 and had been there since. So, New York, New USA basketball, no longer on top. But you know who is going to be on top of things? Spain and Fitz, and they're coming up next on ESPN Radio. This has been Canty and Carlin. Enjoy the weekend. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. 